live from, uh, well, technically our respective apartments. <laughs> it's just meaningful plastic. Here are the hosts and judges, Kitty Clay of Narber and Chris Stockham Goodman. Chris, welcome back to the podcast. For those of you listening, I think we're in our second week of 2022. This is Just Meaningful Plastic, a Dancing with the Stars retrospective podcast, season six. Let's go. Welcome to the spring of 2008. New year, new us. Yeah. In all aspects. Can I admit something that maybe sounds horrible? When has that ever stopped you before? <laughs> well, me specifically, constantly. Um, so I have not listened to the Does Katie Know These Celebrities season six edition in like maybe since we... I don't even I don't even know if I've listened to the whole thing yet, but basically we recorded that like what a month ago ish. I mean, you'll never be able to place where we recorded it, considering uh Chris's horrible audio returns for that episode after like a yeah. month of being gone. <laughs> so they'll never be able to tell that we didn't no. record it before this one. So it's been a hot minute. And so I wrote down the order in my notes. <laughs> it was like, I don't know who any of these people are. <laughs> I had no clue who was on the season. Had to like heavily look at like Wikipedia for it. It's been so long since we've retrospective. I mean, that's mm -hmm. been like a couple, like, more than a month I don't know how many but like it's been a hot minute since we've been in the ballroom so like that was just it just it feels so good to be back it feels so good it really does it's you're right it feels like so long ago and I mean for the listener it also has been a while since we've done a regular yeah. episode but for us it's been even longer <laughs> so oops Oops. And I mean, it just even like coming on, it, it almost feels like it's the start of the podcast in a way because I'm like, oh my gosh, it's been so long since we've talked about the show. It's been so long since it's been like you and I talking about the show. I'm like, am I going to sound so awkward and nervous? Like, uh, I just don't know. Well, I totally get it because when this episode started, and they were back in the red room. And one of my first thoughts was, did we have a different set last season? And so I was looking, like flipping through my notes and they've gone back to the gold and red aesthetic after switching to like silver and blue in the red room mm -hmm. last year. And I forgot that and had to like go through notes. I was like, was this the Celebraquarium season? It can't have been that. Um, I... so to spoil something for later forgot who had won season forgot whose victory we were coming off of and so when it got to that contestant and his partner i just felt like blind rage and was like oh my god mel was robbed helio is never gonna be my winner well did you enjoy seeing mel in the ballroom I missed it completely. There was there was one shot of her just like smiling in the ballroom. Oh, I missed it. Hello, Stokely. I have a cat with me today. I do not have a cat. Um, but if my if I sound more echoey than usual, it is because I am cat sitting. Um, that is also why I am not in my respective apartment. Um, but you know what? Carver Clay is refusing to cuddle with Katie, so I think. I think Katie is jealous right now that I have a cat. I with am. Me. Chris is just loving on this cat so much. And my cat is like sitting across the room. He is in, he's on my bed, which if you know us, you know that like very rarely does he do that without me. He's just like glaring at me. And I'm like, bruh, I know. Blame Uncle Chris. Well, Stokely, cover your ears for a second. Famously, when we're not talking about the film cats, I'm not really a cat person. Yeah. Um, Stokely, okay, we got a reaction out of the cat from that. But uh, <laughs> um, 
But you know what? It's fun every now and then to be like, oh, hello, meow, meow, meow. Meow, meow, meow. Have you yelled scandal at them yet? <sighs> no, but I did sing Jellicle songs for Jellicle cats to them yesterday. <laughs> Good, as you should. Um, so before we launch into retrospecting, I'll just ask you real quick, Katie, how was your New Year's? It wasn't very fun. So basically all of my plans got ruined because either the person who I was supposed to see had been around someone who had tested positive for COVID or the person themselves had tested positive for COVID. One of my dear, dear, dear friends is back in the Midwest finally after going out to LA for her grad school. I have not gotten to see her yet this break. And then we were finally going to see each other in the morning of she texts me and she goes, oh my God, my sister just tested positive. So, you know, the new year was new year, same pandemic, basically. Okay. Chris, you had such a similar New Year's, right? How was your New Year's? Um, well, it couldn't have gone any better. <laughs> well, it maybe could have, but you have, would well, you have yes. wanted to see Sutton? Um, I mean, yes, of course, it would have been great seeing Sutton, but yeah. not seeing the Music Man. And you know what? The day we recorded our New Year Spectacular episode yep. was the day that I had gotten a ticket to that show. And no, I didn't... It was the minute. It was the minute before well, yeah. you got that show. Um, But so I specifically didn't mention it on the pod because I was like, the only thing I will mention is like day we're recording here's where i am or day where yeah. we're releasing here's where i am and otherwise i was like well if things get canceled i don't want to say them um which turned out to be good because like music man got canceled waitress got canceled but it like of the 11 shows in the end that i was supposed to see three got canceled i was able to replace two of them uh with other things it, I, I mean i truly things couldn't have worked out better. Even the things that didn't work out, like Katie, I, I haven't told you this yet. So I saw Company twice, mm -hmm. uh, which was like the whole point of the trip. Unfortunately, the second time, Patti Lapone called out sick at the last minute. Like literally they had not put up that she was out um, and they delayed starting the show. And then an announcement came on that said, the understudy for Joanne, will be on today and immediately like people start rumbling and i'm like i know that's patty lapone and so then like kind of cries go up um, and like reactions from people and i was like you know what i already saw her so i'm yep. okay with this and it turns yep. out the standby's performance of ladies who lunch was phenomenal i mean <gasps> it was so good um good. I, need, I need to look up her name so i can properly credit her um, for anybody who cares about this, but like truly her ladies who lunch got a huge reaction. Um, and like, it was so much fun because she did something that Patty did not do at the performance I saw, which was at the end when she does her big rise, she like is holding up her cocktail and then just throws it. And so like, it just, it was like a, yes, that is absolutely the right choice and you know what maybe patty did do that and i was just so overwhelmed that i didn't notice <laughs> <laughs> because there were certainly things that i saw that i was like oh i didn't notice that the first time at all um patty's uh patty's understudy is anisha nagarajan and she is fully i don't know exactly how much younger she is than patty lapone but she's got to be at least 30 years younger than patty <laughs> i was wondering <laughs> but she was so good it was mm -hmm. it, like mm, just the whole thing i mean i i cried through like most of the first act the first night i saw it and i apologized to the women behind me um at intermission i was like by the way i am so sorry that i'm like and they were like no it is maybe more fun watching you react to this show <laughs> i was like i'm so sorry um yeah anisha nagarajan is 38 years old how old is patty lapone 
She's probably like 62, 63. Patty Lapone is 72 years old. Oh, she's Patty, you're so welcome. You're so welcome for me calling you 62 to 63. But like her understudy is literally half her age. Half her like nearly half her age. Yeah. And yet she she sells it. Okay, this is not a Broadway podcast. I could talk for hours to you about this trip, but that's not what we're here for. It is March 17th, 2008. It is the return of Dancing with the Stars, a 90-minute premiere where we only have the men. I'm trying to think. I, I think I would have been 13 years old when this premiered then. How old were you? Um, I would have just turned 15 years old. Ugh. What a time to be alive back then. You know, it's so appropriate because this would have been just after the Sweeney movie came out. So, I mean, this mm-hmm. is fully like Chris is in love with company era, Chris. Yeah, this is right up your alley. Okay, season six, The Men. Give me like a general overview on how we felt about The Men. Yep, I felt the same way. <laughs> Chris did absolutely no reacting. And yes, that's exactly how I felt, Christopher. I will say, I already have a couple favorites out of this group. But overall, oh. I was not impressed. Absolutely, I have. Okay, let's just jump I into feel, it. it aren't we doing the same thing we did season five? That we're just like, the men. But this time, this is the way we start. We don't get to start with something good. We start with this. We start with the men, and I kind of do like, I like that they're splitting it up for the first night so that it's six and six. I enjoy that. I like that they're alternating between the men and the women. After having seen this, I don't know, maybe we should always start with the women. Just a thought producers. Or, I don't mind doing half and half, but maybe we need to do not men and women separate. Yeah, and just do like six and six. Yeah. Because... Basically, what you're left with, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm i surprised by the choices that they don't begin and end with, knowing that there is a good cha-cha and a good foxtrot that you could reasonably yeah. start the show with and end the show with, and yeah. instead they start the show. With? We'll just jump into it. Yeah. With, um, remind me, Katie, who is Penn? <laughs> Who's Penn Gillette? He's half a pen and Taylor. Ah. Teller. What's funny is I almost called him Pet. Who is Pen Teller? And I was like, No, wait, Chris, that's not right. I wouldn't have even. I would have been like, Uh, yeah, half of Pen and Teller. So Pen Gillette and his partner Kim Legs for Days Johnson. Is Kim's accent stronger than it's been before? Or yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, it is. What did you think of your first introduction to Penn? Okay, so they they start off with kind of like showing how he has like a Vegas show and it appears that he's doing these live performances. And so I thought to myself, oh, good. This will be a contestant that knows how to have a good stage presence about him. And that unfortunately did not ring true as the dance went on. I felt like my introduction to him was it left something to be desired i guess is a polite way of putting it okay because i basically got the pen that i expected i mean that's kind of he could be a little bit of a blowhard um he's not subdued energy but like it's not big like magic performance like you might expect yes so i mean i enjoy him as a personality i thought their package was fine i mean i got what i expected from pen um the performance i agree you might think like a big flashier performance it wasn't that and also there was so little to the dance um yeah well yeah i mean if we're gonna i can't remember there were two contestants that talked a lot and i know the other contestant and i know my thoughts about him Penn had a lot of 
attitude and poking fun on the live show. That really rubbed me the wrong way. Did he have that as well in his package? I just can't remember. A little bit, because it's funny you're like, I was rubbed the wrong way by it. Because that is his persona. Uh So if you did not like it now, you are not going to like him at all. Mm -hmm. Um, Because to me, I was like, okay, sometimes you need to stop talking. That is true. You need to stop doing this. But he's doing what he does. He's doing a shtick. And for me, it doesn't not work. Like, I wasn't graded. I wasn't like, this is horrid. It just Mm -hmm. was. Mm -hmm. The dance itself was like, it was a dance. It wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It wasn't anything to write home about. Um, He had flashes of being okay. It just felt like it was a hot, unpolished mess that was all over the place. I don't necessarily think it was a mess. I just, it started off so slow. Yeah, mess is too harsh of a word. Mess is too harsh of a word. It just, it never went anywhere. He had some decent moments where they were doing some, like, in-sync choreography that looked good. Um, Mm -hmm. But it was just a little, it was a little heavy. There wasn't a lot of content um, mm-hmm. it it just was not an exciting cha-cha. I can't believe this was the first dance they decided to lead off with. That's what I thought, too. I was like, I mean, maybe he's a bigger star than what I'm recognizing. But, like, yeah, this is, it's, a, a couple of these dances just felt like the content was somewhat lacking. And this was absolutely one. So I'm like, how did we choose him? How was he the one that we landed on? Mm-hmm. Considering one of the cha-chas we're going to talk about, how was his the opening cha-cha? Because I understand wanting to start on a cha-cha and not a foxtrot. Heck, mm-hmm. both cha-chas were better than his. Yeah. I did like the final magic bit, and then immediately he undercuts it by just, like, waving the flowers in Kim's face. I was like, that's fun. Yeah. But that's about it. (laughs) Yeah. He talked back to every one of the judges, and that soured me. Yes, but I didn't expect anything less, and the first time I was like, I'll accept it. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I probably would get annoyed with it in the future, and but I probably I'll, sh- I'll allow it. Yeah. I probably should have been annoyed considering this was the first time the judges got to speak this season. But I'm yeah. going to be annoyed with somebody else with the judges later. Not just annoyed. <laughs> I am. I am going to be livid, and I assume you are too. Probably. So was I already livid when I remembered who his partner was? So this the. Score is a 5, a 6, and a 5 for a 16 out of 30. Mm -hmm. It seemed like the judges' comments were mostly just about his footwork, to be perfectly frank. It's, it, yeah. Well, that's a big area of concern. (laughs) Yep. Then we move on to NFL star Jason Taylor and his partner, Mm -hmm. Lady Leg Warmer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What was your first impression of him? Kind of lackluster in, like, the chemistry razzle-dazzle department. But, like, he was still endearing. And so I found myself just kind of being enamored with him. And maybe it's just because he's hot. But I thought he was relatively endearing. And I, okay, did did Edita call him sexy? I think so. I don't know. That really threw me off. Well, he is, you're right, he is good looking. And I immediately was like, oh, I think I might like him. Because um, they introduce him not as like, oh, Miami Dolphin, defensive player of the year, blah, 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 blah. They introduce him as the NFL's man of the year. And that award is given to somebody not only to recognize... Uh, their skill and their contribution on the field, but it also recognizes like their charity and community work. Um, oh, so, I did not know that. Yes. So when they announced him as that, I was like, 
oh, he's going to be a good, charming guy. Oh, and... I love him. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, that's going to get undercut right away because I was not a fan that immediately we launched into, I'm an NFL player and this is like a not masculine thing. I was given a pink tutu. Like, what are the players going to think? Oh, girly, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, okay. I I see your point. And I also almost wrote down, is he going to be like a toxic masculinity kind of guy? But I couldn't quite tell if he was just saying that he was worried about looking tough in dancing. I like your interpretation. And that's honestly yes. how I felt. Yeah. I'll, I'll take that because of course, then like you have Samantha backstage asking like, Oh, what are your, uh, like teammates going to think about this dance and blah, blah, blah. I, and I get, this is like a usual athlete storyline. I just hate it. And I know it was a different time, but just yeah. seeing these things of reinforcing like this masculinity and this is what like. we have to do when we're living in an era where it, like we have a defensive player for the Raiders who's been like openly gay this year and has had a good season and we have this. It's just like, must we go back to looking for this? But he also, he never did it in a way that... I guess his personality is a little bit understated. Yeah. So it felt a little bit like he was going like, oh, I'm going to be so girly, ew, blah, blah, blah. It's just like, they gave me a tutu. It was pink. Yeah. <laughs> and just like, kind of just like straight faced it. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I I just didn't like that production choice. It's not on him. It was a production choice. I'll forgive a lot because he's hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we'll see. This was our introduction to him. Maybe next week things will change. But I was like, okay, I find him endearing. I'm enjoying this. And then the dance started. And I was like, okay, I'm smiling after the first five seconds. And then as the dance went on, I was like, oh, my God, I think I might be in love with him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, as one does. It's good. I mean, he's so smooth, especially his lower body was so smooth. Dude, his upper body was so... His posture, his frame, I thought were, like, incredible. He just... He looked so refined out there. I didn't love his frame when he was not in hold with Edita. So that's okay. why I was not going to mention it because I don't need to start another NFL player and harping on their frame. I wasn't yeah. going to do it. You forced me to do it. How no, dare you? No, you're not you? doing it. You're not doing it. You're not doing it. You're not <laughs> but, doing like, it. I loved watching, like... <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna question the way I was I'm gonna phrase it, but I'm gonna say it anyway. I loved watching his waist down. Yeah, that's fair. I have a somewhat questionable thing to say. Mm -hmm. Hear me say this was like absolutely my favorite Foxtrot. I've loved him. I'm walking away with this being like, all right, I am pretty sure I'm gonna end up falling in love with him throughout the season. I thought it was a tad boring you're not incorrect um it wasn't the most exciting foxtrot mm -hmm. and that was true of most of the routines of this mm -hmm. evening nothing was a big wow factor but it was a solid foxtrot it was fun watching him edita made such good lines one thing that was not mentioned did you notice the lift <gasps> no I most certainly did. And that made me... <laughs> okay, Carrie-Anne. And that made me wonder. A lot of Penn's package was about his size. How big uh -huh. he is. Penn is six foot six. Mm -hmm. How tall do you believe Jason is? Six foot four. He is also six foot six. Oh, so I loved that they are the same height. They made a big deal out of it for one of them. And then the other lifts his partner. <laughs> Ain't no thing. Ain't no thing for Edita. 
but I I enjoyed this. This was a very good start. I don't know why this wasn't the last dance of the night. <laughs> yeah. Maybe because he's not that big of a name? I don't know. Oh, I mean, considering the demographic that watches Dancing with the Stars, Stevie Goots is, like, probably your biggest name of the night. I get okay. it. For the demographic that watches the show, they would probably be like, oh, yeah, Steve Gutenberg. But for our demographic, you put the NFL player last. You put the hot person last. <laughs> for our demographic of just Chris and I. <laughs> the all important Katie and Chris demographic. Yeah. Number one. So, seven, eight, seven. 22 out of 30. I appreciated it. So did I. I like that Len is going higher than the other two so far. Me too. Me too. Although that is the last time it will happen this evening. <laughs> but I liked it. Oh yeah, same. It it made him seem jolly. Also, his outfit was good. It was just a good color scheme for him. Yeah, good job, Len. We were really proud of you. And of course, he did his favorite joke, the, oh, looking at you is like looking in the mirror. And it's like, yeah. glad we got out of the way, Len. And I love that Bruno, every time, just howls like it's the first time he's heard the joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we love a good, we love a man who's willing to hype up Len. Speaking of men who are willing to hype up Len, I don't know, that's not a transition. Um, it is international television star Christian De La Fuente and Cheryl Mother Forkin Burke. I took no notes on their package. Yeah, I did not either. <laughs> I just remember the whole time just thinking that his face looked so familiar and like I cannot place him in my brain. I can't help you. I mean, it was just a solid like I'm introducing who I am. Yeah. I, I thought it was funny that he was like, my purpose for being on Dancing with the Stars was not like to break into English language television as much as I am in international television. Um, but instead, his goal is to bring romance to the ballroom. And I was like, That's okay. That's the only thing I wrote down. <laughs> Wants to bring romance back to dancing. Okay. Which was weird that then the focus of their package was, I'm Chilean and Chileans don't dance. Yeah. But he's bringing the romance back. Oh. It was sort of a weird two-pronged package. Yeah. Well, it almost makes you wonder if they wanted to go the showmance route and maybe there was some tension and they were like well we can't sell this i guess we'll talk about how he's chilean naturally well i mean if his persona is that he's like a telenovela star and mm -hmm. obviously he's an attractive man my assumption is he therefore like his persona is latin lover sex yeah <laughs> latin lover yeah yeah, yeah. sex uh, yeah 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 um, <laughs> and so I understand if they're like, okay, this is where we're going to brand it. But it just, it was, it you was interesting. You understood the assignment? Is that what you're trying to say? Sure. Uh, the routine was fun. It was solid. It wasn't spectacular. I felt the same way that I did about Jason's Foxtrot. It was not the most thrilling cha-cha I've ever seen. It was, but it was it, fun. It, there was, like, maybe too much energy in his feet. Like, he had this weird, like, upper ease in his upper half. And then, like, a frantic mess on the bottom half. And so I, I just couldn't quite, like, figure out what was going on. But he shows a lot of promise. So I think maybe a cha-cha is just, like, a little bit too much for him. And, like, maybe ballroom, he'll be fabulous. I don't know. I'm vaguely going to express the opposite opinion as you. Shocking. <laughs> that was really aggressive. So, I liked that he was dancing loosely with his shoulders and his arms, and it was clearly a stylistic choice, and I didn't mind it, but I liked his lower half better because it felt more controlled. 
And then the no! judges, th- then the judges like hated on his arms, not hated, but they were like, uh, yeah, you need to fix all of that. Yeah. Um, it just stylistically, I-, I wasn't quite there for it. Well, they all said he was like really hunched and I don't know if I necessarily got hunched, but I knew there was something weird going on with the zephyr. Well, not weird. Um, it his body was not fully connected. Mm-hmm. I agree. Loved Cheryl's outfit. Loved Ew. when they pull out the pink, yellow, and... No, what? The skirt was hideous. I literally wrote down, that skirt is disgusting. I liked the skirt a lot. With the, like, weird, like, color pop ribbony type, like, thing at the bottom. I thought it was fine. So, mixed verdict on the outfit, but sort of generally positive verdict on the dance. And from the judges, all sevens. Yep. 21 out of 30. Let's move to something I think we can both agree on. Reigning champion, Julianne Huff. I just need to say that that is absolutely how they, like, intro her. It's like, back-to-back, reigning, two-time champion. And I was like, oh, so we're coming off of the Apollo victory. And then I was like, oh, no. So we're coming off the Helium victory. And just, I am still obviously feeling quite a bit of rage at this. Well, she definitely has a different type of contestant this time to her first two seasons. Yep. Comedian Adam Carolla. Um, okay. He's very monotone when he talks and when he's being interviewed in the package. And so I just like, I could not get a read on him. From what I know of his his work, his whatever, this is kind of what I see him as, as like sort of a deadpan comedian. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, he does that in the live show. He's very similar in just the way he delivers everything. Um, I just... I didn't find his stuff all that funny. No. Um, well, that was the thing is I didn't feel like he was trying to be funny in the package. Oh, I mean, they have the he audience just, laugh at lines. And I was he like, was just kind of like chatting and like talking and like explaining who he is. But just in such a monotone, like void of emotion. And I was like, I don't get what I'm supposed to be getting out of this. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of energy. No. Which... It's literally how I felt about his dance. Mm-hmm. First, can I ask you a question? Did you like yeah. Julianne's dress? It was the yellow, sort of like shapeless top. I had no real thoughts about it. I was so I was surprised that I liked the billowy shapeless top. Okay. Look at you. You can still surprise me after all these years. <laughs> he had a couple nice high kicks that I was not anticipating from him. Mm-hmm. But was this stiff and awkward? Well, it just felt like he... Okay, so at the beginning, I could not tell if they were meant to be in sync or if it was he does a move, she does a move, they come together. But if they weren't meant to be in sync, they were very much so not in sync. And then... There were a couple times in the middle that they were clearly supposed to be in sync that they weren't. Yes, and they were not. It just felt like he was giving, like, 70% energy. And so all I could think is, if he fully bought in, he might not be half bad. Because it's not like he is like a master P like level or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But it just felt like he could not have cared less. Well, no, because he, I think he cared about being there. I just don't think he's allowing himself to fully buy in. 
it wasn't bad, but it just didn't feel like a dance. Like, I don't know how to articulate it. I, I, I like the way you say that. It didn't feel like a fully formed thing. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to war with the judges. <laughs> and it was just... You wanted to be like, just shut the F up. Like, enough. And then it gets worse. Yeah. Because I I assume you know what I'm going to say. Because I went back to watch to make sure what happened happened. Yeah, you go for it. Um, Carrie Ann holds up her paddle. She holds up a five. And Adam calls her the B word. The word that rhymes with witch. And the look on Julianne's face is, I mean, she looks mortified. Yeah. I I mean, if I were the producers, I know you can't do this and they won't do this. If I'm the producers, I basically make the whole next package about that moment. Yeah. Of just like, you don't understand what this show is. Yeah. Yeah. And how dare you just do that? Um, yeah. How dare you do that when you're representing me? Um, yeah. That is... Because then, like, when Len and Bruno hold up their fives, it, like, sure, he makes a crack about, like, oh, he's ready to box Bruno. But he does not comment in the moment. He doesn't, like, say something, like, specifically derogatory about them. Yeah. Just it, the woman. It feels, yeah, it feels very pointed. Yeah. On that happy note, it's a 15, and I'm ready to see him go. And a couple of middle fingers from these two hosts. <laughs> hosts. She said hosts. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> Speaking of hoes, Mario and Karina. <laughs> So I like typed in like Mario and Karina like cha 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 and it was like no video found or something like that. And so then I was like, oh, mother fork, am I going to have to figure out what his last name is? And so then I was like trying to find his last. It was such a process to get this video to pull up. I found it in one shot. I was, I didn't even, (laughs) it didn't even give me Mario Lopez's cha cha. It It gave me Mario's first. Well... I wish I was that lucky. <laughs> if I thought Jason was attractive. Oh, okay. So just <laughs> not even like from this package, but like I absolutely remember Mario being in the first Step Up movie. And so that's kind of how he like came on my radar. And I have no idea when that was released. But like I used to have posters of Mario up in my room. He's hot. Like he's very hot. And he is really charming in this package. Which, which Mario is no, the hotter no, Mario? No, no, nope, no. <laughs> I, I actually really want an answer to this. No, I refuse. You have to prefer, is it Lopez? Is he the hotter of the two? I think it's, I think it's this one. The problem is you are looking at like an age difference because yeah, I, I mean this in the nicest yeah. way. I mean, Mario Lopez has aged well. Well, there's a reason he's aged well. Well, yes, I know. But like, even if you look from like Saved by the Bell to like when he was on Dancing with the Stars before yeah. like now where it's just like, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. But... If you're talking about who's hotter on their Dancing with the Stars season, and that's such a hard choice. <laughs> it is. Por que no los dos. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what do you think of his package? How do you like being introduced to him? I thought he came off as charming. I liked that he acknowledged that he has some hip-hop dance experience and then also went on to acknowledge that isn't necessarily going to help you. I mean, look at Sabrina Bryan. And I was like, I love that he knows 
whether yeah. or not that means he's like a fan of the show watches but like he knows enough to know um well didn't he say that he came on to meet karina they say that but i i mean i took that as who okay, would lie about that chris they're partnering them up so it's like okay whatever they're just saying like they're gonna have him say something nice about whoever he's partnered with um yeah this package is a little strange because of, they have to focus on Karina ends up having to get neck surgery for a herniated disc. Mm-hmm. So it becomes a package a lot about, in some ways, Karina, her recovery, and then Mario being like, well, I'm going to keep practicing and I'm going to hope I'm a perfectionist. So it's kind of a package that's all over the place, but I enjoyed it as an introduction to him. Yeah. Yeah, there was definitely a lot that they packed in there, but... He, I, I kind of rolled my eyes a little bit just at, like, how produced the package felt of, like, no, Karina, you can't go have surgery. I need you. Like, okay. Yes. I, didn't, I didn't need all of that. Well, the thing that I took from it, I could be like, okay, I have a partner. I've been working with her, I assume, by that point for, like, a week or two. And then okay. she's like, hi, I have to go get a surgery I should be back, but who knows how quickly I can get back to rehearse. Who knows? Like, I can understand being like, I took on this show and all of a sudden, before we've even started, we have a challenge. Mm -hmm. I can understand it. Yeah. Their cha-cha was the best of the night. This should have let off the show. Oh, yes. (laughs) Like, yeah, that's it. End of conversation. Sometimes I wanted more hip action from him. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he was a little too subtle and small with his hips. But overall, I mean, it was far and away the best dance of the night. Um, okay, so while I'm, like, effusive that this should have been the first cha-cha. Is it not your favorite dance? It's not my favorite. I don't know. It didn't, like, so the song that they danced to was very much so a hip-hop song mm-hmm. and so it just kind of lost some of the feel of a cha-cha just because i was so heavily influenced by the song so i i struggled a little bit with that of just being like i kind of feel like i'm watching like a hip-hop routine but no i it, it is a cha-cha but like he's very good he's very good and i anticipate him to go very far I absolutely agree with your point. The song did throw it off some, and that made me wonder, maybe that's why I wasn't getting enough hips, because it just Mm -hmm. wasn't a Latin enough song. Um, But you're right. He is absolutely one to watch. I just thought, like, Jason and Mario had the best dances of the night. Personally, I I preferred this one. And it made me wonder, do I really like Karina's choreography? In watching these early seasons, I think I didn't used to think that I liked Karina Smirnoff that much. Mm-hmm. I think I like her a lot. <laughs> Even with like the Billy Ray year. Or yeah. like, I think I really like Karina. Karina is very... um I don't think I'm ever going to get bored of a Karina dance, I guess. Karina is definitely willing. It's like she's both traditional and willing to, like, push the envelope, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Yes. Quick question, because obviously we don't remember things. Do you remember who Karina's partner was last season, if you didn't even remember who won? I was trying to think about it, because I was like, well, Billy Ray was not last year. Mm Mm-hmm. It's going to make sense when I was like, oh, yeah, that's why I blocked that out. She was well, good. It's, it's Her partner like a, was. Like it's, an old guy. It's Floyd no. Mayweather. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Karina did yeah. Karina did well. Yeah. Karina. Yeah. So this dance sees eights across the boards. Mm-hmm. 24 out of 30. Highest score of the night. Yep. And finally, we close out with Stevie Gutz, Steve Gutenberg, and mm-hmm. Anna Trebunskaya. I love her. 
We will never get enough Anna Trebunskaya. She could be in every episode of every season. And I would still think to myself, I'm not getting enough of her. She's just a taskmaster and owns it and just kind of... I love it. I love how she is just like, yeah, I am who I am. Like, (laughs) yeah. Um, It was a good intro to him. He seems very down to earth. He seems very nice, very lovable. He was was genuine. He was also very genuine on the live show when he's like, yeah, we're all just like ordinary people. It's a dream to be here. I thought it was really sweet. I, I really enjoyed his personality. Did you enjoy the dance? I mean, it was, like, fine. Like, it was a little stiff. It was a lot stiff. Mm-hmm. It, it hasn't all come together, but he still shows okay promise. He's not quite, like, a... Because I, I wrote down, is he, like, a young George Hamilton? And, like, I don't think he's, like, a young George Hamilton, but he's he's that endearing man who you want to root for but he just can't quite get it together yeah i i agree he was just like a genuine normal person Mm -hmm. the dance i really had not much to say about it it was it was nominally better than adam's yes and that's about it yeah stiff he, he tried um I will say, Len says, you were the first person who looked like they were genuinely performing, having fun. I disagree. I thought Jason and... eh, Jason to a certain degree. um, But especially Mario performed. Well, he said you were the first one who looked... First contestant who looked like he was enjoying himself. But see, I felt that Mario was enjoying himself. Or maybe it was just I was enjoying Mario. No, I feel like other contestants were enjoying themselves. I didn't feel like it was just Steve who looked like he was having a good time out there. But I suppose if Len's looking for, like, what's the compliment we gotta pay? Yeah. Let's give him it. Yeah. So, all sixes, 18. Um, And that is the men. Yeah, left a lot to be desired, mm-hmm. but have a couple that I've definitely got, like, my eye on. Yes. I mean, you. it almost feels like it's going to be, like, four men gone, two men remain. Like, you know, yeah. it feels like it could go that way quickly. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Without seeing any of the women. Um, what's interesting about the format of this season, uh, the next night they did the women, which we will talk about next week. Yep. Then they the next week did all 12 perform in one night and then did their first ever double elimination. Yeah. So I do like that every couple will get to dance twice. I agree. I really agree. But it it is going to feel weird that we're going to eliminate two people. Two people. First out of the gate. Mhm. So that is night 1. That's of, the men. Yeah, that's the men. And just as men do, they left us to be desired. As they always do. So, you know what? Just for funsies, because yeah. you don't know. Um, let's do let's do a golden boot, like we did from Quick Step Reactions. Katie, if you could boot one of the men after this performance. Who are you getting rid of? Adam Carolla. And who are you giving your jaunty Savan? I'm going to give it to, um, make sure I don't screw up his name. I'm going to give it to Jason Taylor. That's a good what choice. What a screwed up his name. I was going to call him Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Thomas. <laughs> obviously, I know who's going to go home for it. I say obviously, like well, it's obvious. Um, so I will not give a golden... You... I mean, no, I would also still... get... I would get rid of Adam. No question. Yeah, I, I um, think you can still answer these because it's just like, who would you want? Yeah. Okay. You know? Then I, I would get rid of Adam. And for my jaunty Seven, I would give it to Mario. Yeah. 
<gasps> Surprise, Chris is in love with a Mario and Karina pairing. <laughs> Which one is the superior one? So if you would like to give us a review. <laughs> you can. You can leave um, a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. It is also my understanding, I might be wrong, but it is my understanding that you can now do that on Spotify for podcasts as well. Cool. Cool. And then, of course, you can find us on any other podcatcher. Share it with your friends. New year, new you, new fans of our podcast. Yep. Um, if you want to talk to us and interact with us and be best friends with us, you can interact with us on our social needs. Um, you can go on Facebook at Just Meaningful Plastic. You can go on Twitter at JMP Pod, or you can go on Instagram at JMP dot Pod. Um, and just because sure. I know she is listening, Megan. Katie is not saying that you will be replaced as her best friend if they communicate with us. That is not what she is saying. Don't freak about it. No, 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 no. I'm just saying like, oh, if you listen to us and you're like, oh man, I'd love to have some kind of rapport with them. Then like, then you can, you know what, Megan, actually listen, listen, since it's just you and me now, you know that you're always going to be my bestie. Okay. Stop being threatened by everybody else. You know it's you, girlfriend. You know it's you. Well, Katie. <laughs> do, 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 do. Girl, girl, I love you and I like you. <laughs> oh, yeah. I hear you and I see you. And please, stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to redo that. Don't want to try that one again. And please, stay tuned for the season premiere of The Bachelor, subtitled London Calling, with the first British Bachelor, Matt Grant, coming up next. They referenced him. I didn't know what the heck that was about. Okay, I guess we're not going to sing again then. Bye.